Welcome to the AFR podcast. It's Wednesday, the 22nd of June, 2022. Daughter Stops the Pod. Well, it has been a while, Steve, um, and I know we had the the podcast title a couple of weeks ago where it was life gets in the way and all that sort of stuff. But I think it's a little bit of life getting in the way because you've had a horrible couple of weeks. I've had a horrible, horrible couple of weeks, but the buy is just like, I'm so glad the buy is over. Yeah, it's definitely a bit like that. Um, uh, but uh, no, it's been, uh, it's been quite the ride um, for various reasons. The, the buyers make, I don't know. Every time we go through them, I'm like, "Is there a better way to do this?" And I keep coming back to probably not, but uh, but it's still... there's a better way for the AFL to do it. Yeah, that'd be nice. Like that, you know, that would happen if we ever like the the year that we decide, you know what, we're over this, we're going to do it a different way, we're going to find a new solution. That will be the year the AFL decide. Oh, let's actually let's move the buy and we'll just do <laughs> let's do like a split round instead of spreading it over three weeks. We'll be like, oh. Well, that, do you remember they did that? We were trying to do that with the China thing. Yeah, I know, and it was which which, which really screwed things up. So I, I think from from a and I might be wrong because I don't necessarily play them, but the super coaches and stuff basically say bad luck. Um, yeah, that's you, right. They just say you, deal you with can't play. You, yeah, you can, and it's the same with the English Premier League. It's like teams own double game weeks. If you don't have those players, bad luck. Yep. Um, I can't imagine, like, given some of the injuries that some teams have at the moment, I'm like, man, I'm trying to do the bye It's almost the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's not quite a bye week, but it's almost the same thing of like, well, if you can't field a team, it's like, well, yeah. like I've got it this week with rucks, with my rucks. It's like, well, and a lot of teams have had it with with their rucks and stuff like that this this season. It's like, you can't do, can't field it, man, bad luck. So you never know, mate. We may end up going down that path in terms of like if you've, yeah, because I can tell you, I'm sure everyone prefers when they update their team that it automatically updates the <laughs> their team on the website and all that sort of stuff. But um, as I was saying to you before, it was just like just because of the updates that were coming through and the regularity that were coming through, I'd sort of check my email on the Friday, update the teams, and then not update them again until Sunday. And it's sort of like, and I know other people or some people were submitting multiple changes and stuff like that but um and normally i'd be jumping on it but as i said but the numbers that were coming through i'm just like ah oh, well it can uh, it can wait till the end of the round and i'll just make update it as one big hit but uh, anyway we're through that buddy we're through it for another year yes but on the flip side because we are through that that means we've hit trade deadline it's true yeah, so I know we're recording this a little bit later than what we normally would. It's currently Wednesday at 10 p.m. So the trade deadline actually is Thursday the 23rd, um, and if I want to be precise, at 7.19 and 59 seconds. <laughs> um, so in other words, once the ball has bounced between Melbourne and Brisbane, once round um, AFR round 14 starts or AFL round 15, once it starts, no more trades. Any trades that happen, that trades, of course, can happen, but they will not become active until the end of the D, after the 
um, end of season D list. So if you do do a trade of a player, of course, that means you must keep them as a keeper at the end of the year because you can't trade a player that you've delisted. Um, so I'm expecting a few trades to come through, I'm assuming, tomorrow evening. Okay. Um, I don't know who is, and I don't know, but I'm just anticipating a, a couple of trades generally because it will it will generally happen. Um, but um, yeah, just to, and there is a countdown on the website. So um, just to just to reiterate that yeah, once the ball is bounced to start round four AFR round fourteen, no more trades um, will be active. Of course, as I said, you can still do trades, but they will not become um, active and players moving around and all that sort of stuff until after the end of season D list. All righty, Steve, let's get into it. Um, round 12, I suppose, didn't really happen. Let's have a look at round 13. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll be here for hours. Um, let's have a look at round 13. We might as well start with the original league. I've got it open on my screen, getting ready to do the commissioner votes. So round 13, um, let's get into it. First game was Natasha Dolteris up against the Chargers. This was a close game. Um, a few injuries were had and some selection errors were had. But Natas got up in the end, 157 to the Chargers, 153 um, for Natas. Jaden Short was outstanding, getting 24 at midfield. Um, Sean Darcy getting 18 at ruck. Tom Hawkins getting 25 at key forward. Uh, for the Chargers, Jesse Hogan getting 26 at key forward. Um, Nick Hind getting 20 in mid, back to his midfield. Um, best and Mason Redmond straight back in, picking up 17 at key back. It's um, this is a tough loss for the Chargers. Um, I probably doesn't Natasha doesn't care because they're so far out in front, it doesn't matter. But Chargers, this would have made a massive difference for them. This could have put them right. Well, it, it's still the reality is, as we'll see when we get to the ladder, um, there's almost nobody still out of the hunt, but the Chargers, you know, to get so close to knocking off Natas, especially with Proust going down after one quarter, that's the one that seems to be glaring to me is that, man, if you'd only played till halftime, Chargers would have won, which, uh, yeah, it just says something. I'm, I've been sort of going on for a little bit about how I kind of think that the Heroes might actually have overtaken Natas as the top team, but uh, <laughs> the Heroes still find ways to lose to all the top teams this year. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, this this wasn't necessarily Natasha's greatest week. I think, um, you know, they're, they're definitely, uh, you know, having Will Brody at centre, he can be amazing. But, yeah, I guess, you know, with Took Miller really becoming a midfielder, that centre spot has got a little bit wobbly for him. Um, Brody's probably a better rover. But, uh, you know, still, he's still got Matt Crouch. He's still got so many options. Uh, I'm sure he'll be able to work it and be fine but um yeah i know and the tests obviously are in a absolutely pole position so uh, it's gonna they're gonna take some beating come the end of the year but yep. yeah but the charges missed opportunity here mate like, yeah, you're in a yeah. solid, you put up a solid here so you know yeah yeah well as i said to you to you before and i think i put it in the chat well, i did put it in the chat like lion would have got more as a midfielder. Jack Finey would have got more as a tagger. I don't know who I would have played at Rover if I had have done those moves, but um, there's a couple of spots there. Look, I'm not completely disappointed with that that result. Lucky Young, I need to I need to do something better with my back 
backline. Um, I keep naming Young there, and he's, any other normal person would have got rid of him by now, but I don't really have anyone else I could really slide in there. How did Lemons go this week? I don't know. I was just thinking about um, how he went because I, I know he was dropped or he got injured or something like that, and then he came, then he was available for selection and then didn't play. Yeah, that's true. And then this week he did play, and I just looked up his score, and he got a big fat zero, not okay, not rebound. So that's he had such a good week against me. Yeah, yeah. that that first week after the um the mid season when I threw him in there, he had a belter of a week, and I thought, here we go, I'm I'm on a I'm on a winner here. But yeah, he um yeah zero rebounds, five marks, ten kicks. Yeah, so that's not that's nothing to yeah. Anyway, um, so from a commission, from a votes perspective, I gave three to Jaden Short, one to oh, sorry, two to Mason Redmond, and one to Sean Darcy. Yeah, great game by Darcy. Yeah. All right, next game was the Scorpions up against the Dozers. Scorpions put up a belter score here, one seventy point five to the Dozers, one forty four. Rory Laird getting forty two at centre. Aaron Norton getting thirty seven at key forward. Um, and Goldstein winding that clock back, getting a 16.5 at Ruck. For the Dozers, um, Chol getting 18 at forward. Here's a, yeah, Richmond must be a little bit kicking themselves, although he's a, more of a Ruckman, I suppose, and he's just filling that void while the the, the forwards are injured. Nathan Broad, um, 16.5 at back. Um, Flaston getting 15.5 at at key back were probably the standouts for the dozers he might. Yeah, it wasn't a terrible game from the dozers. Like Nathan Broad, fantastic. Great to see him because I know he wasn't necessarily like there were moments where I think he was really highly regarded in the midseason and he ended up kind of sliding towards the end. But um yep. man, delivered this week. Wow. Um of course it helps when your opponents just keep kicking points. But uh so, yeah, so Blaston and Broad had a bit of a day out for the Dozers, and that actually got them up to some competitive score because some of their other efforts were not so good. But Scorpions, wow, like, you know, they they really are erratic. That's all I can <laughs> say. Like, some, some weeks they look great, and then other weeks they just look terrible. And um, this was, was a good week. And, um, yeah, Laird and Norton, obviously, uh, almost half their score in those two players, though, so... That tells you all you need to know when Norton's down and when Dave inadvertently decides Laird should play anywhere but centre, then it probably doesn't go so well for him. But, hey, great to see the Scorpion legend Nat Fife back and playing a rover. Um, yeah, but, you know, good win for the Scorpions. Mm-hmm. Kept, kept like, again, for the Dozers, probably similar position to the uh, Chargers with five wins and just desperately looking at that top five and realizing it's not out of reach. It's not, it's, you know, no matter the, they seem to keep losing kind of like the charges and it's still not out of reach. Mm -hmm. And there's even the the Scorpions must be even thinking like, man, you know, get get, man, just get a few, few of these 170 weeks in a row and we could be up there in the five as well. Well, they're only a game behind us. It's true. It's true. And like, and they're actually, you know, when you're cracking 170, that's, Everything, it's all roses, but um, yep. yeah, I don't, I don't rate either of these teams though. So, no. all right, from a commissioner of <laughs> votes, I gave three to Laird, two to Norton, and one to Broad. Yep, yeah, three very good performances right there. Yep. 
All right, next game, the Heroes up against the Blue Flames. You touched on this one just before. Blue Flames got up 173 to the Heroes 163. Um, so 10 points in it. Um, in terms of standouts, obviously, Lucky Neal, 37 at centre for the Blue Flames. Patrick Cripps, 25 at Rover. Sam Doherty, 26 at Keyback. Um, even Tom J. Lynch getting 22 is not too bad. There were still some downs, though. I mean, Cameron, Greenwood coming, but those those three were outstanding. For the heroes, I mean, he had some big ones as well. This is going to make it the commissioner votes very, very hard. I mean, you've got McRae getting 37 at centre, Clayton Oliver, 22 at Rover, Jordan Dawson, 21 at, um, at Keyback, Jared Witts getting 19.5 um, at Ruck. But it was just those ones like Powell and um, Drew and even Charlie Kernow is obviously down on what he would normally get. So big, big win here for the Blue Flames over the Heroes. Yeah, and massive uh, couple of weeks for the Blue Flames. They've knocked off, you know, two of the top, like t- two massive games to beat the, the Wild Cards and then the Heroes in consecutive weeks. Actually, I think it was the, I think you mentioned it, it was the Bucks. It's the Bucks and the Heroes, but I mean like two obviously quality teams on the blue flames to actually get the job done both weeks. And, you know, there were some questions about, you know, could the blue flames hold on to this top three spot after their red hot start? And then with all their injuries, but they, they are seem to get enough of the pieces back together now yep. for those top quality performances, you know, getting Lynch back now, getting an actual Ruckman back at all. That's, that's also helps, um, you know, Dougal Howard sort of slipping into midfield now. Hey, it's um, like you said, not everyone really turned up this week and they still got the job done against a very good team. The heroes, I think, probably are wishing that Harry McKay had been out a little longer because, yeah, when Kuno is one out, he's pretty unstoppable. But uh, when uh, he's sharing the limelight, it's uh, he does have these weeks where he kind of plays second fiddle and that this was one of those weeks, unfortunately, for the heroes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, yeah, Will Powell a roll of the dice there at back that didn't kind of backfired unfortunately yeah uh in terms of the commissioner votes i gave oh hang on <laughs> what hang Just... on. Is, that, 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 is that uh hodgie saying hey well hang, hang got injured. No. it wasn't that bad hey jules hi <laughs> <laughs> all right sorry about that that was my daughter calling me from the uk asking me uh a question so of course that can't it takes priority over the podcast and of course i pressed um i forgot to pause the recording i actually hung up on steve oh. <laughs> <laughs> um so i think i was about to do the commissioner votes for the blue flames and the heroes if we were talking about something i'm sorry i've completely forgotten what we we're talking about steve but i'm going to go straight into the commission votes um like this was a tough one i ended up giving three to lee three three to Lockie neil two to mccray and the one i gave to doherty yeah, well, Doherty's, I, I agree. Definitely Doherty's was pretty sensational. And we all know that Clayton Oliver needs to get, like, at least 30 handballs per week. <laughs> so, fair enough. Yeah, Cripps can feel a little bit hard done by, though. Yeah, it's true. Cripps had a, that's a pretty damn good yeah. game. <laughs> all righty. Next one was the Wildcards up against the Titans. Wildcards got up here, 172.5 to 159.5. Um. Wildcards were pretty good and pretty solid across the board. A couple of players were down, of course. You can't have a perfect, perfect round. Um, but Harry, McRae, Harry McKay getting 31 at key forward. Um, you've got um, Boner getting, um, Riley Boner getting 
20 at midfield. Josh Dunkley getting 22 at Rover. Matt Rowe getting 22 at Tagger. Sicily getting 22.5 at Keyback. Some amazing scores there. For the Titans, um, Dusty Martin, um, they named, but then didn't pl- he didn't end up playing. I think he was a late withdrawal with the flu, if I remember rightly, for that last round. I might be wrong there, but it could be. But he it was named into key forward. I think Ben did a couple of moves and ended up bringing Martin in from memory. Um, so Martin was sort of a bit of a ring in. But the rest of his squad played quite well. Um, Stengel got 20 at forward. Sam Walsh, 34 at centre. Brayshaw getting 22 at midfield. Um, his backline, Ryan Burton, did quite well. And Riley O'Brien um, getting 16.5 at Ruck. So realistically, if he had have had a key forward, he may have potentially beaten the wild cards here. Yeah, it would have been a. It's a. This is a very high quality game, and obviously the Titans have got their injuries, like losing Waitering, and I. I forget, who's there? I don't know. Is it Tabner or Danaher or like who's their normal key forward? Well, Danaher, Joe Danaher's injured, obviously. Well, he's, yeah, he's he's been. I think he's isn't he back now? But I don't know. I oh, I think he is back now, but it's like yeah, I think the Titans might have got caught out by the buyers in yeah. that guard, but yeah, and then. Obviously with the Dustin Martin, but I don't know. It's um he's definitely had some he's had some bookend problems, and I think they're not necessarily quite over yet. But um, but his midfield did such a great job, and Stengel obviously showed up, um and you know decent even you know Burton fantastic again, uh, but the wild cards just had too many too many uh too many of the guys cracking twenty that you wouldn't expect to necessarily. And McKay, the return of McKay is massive for the wild cards, so. Impressive effort from the wild cards. Um, yeah. This is, this is a pretty massive game. This is fourth versus fifth. Um, and, you know, if the Titans had won this, they would have both been on seven wins and, you know, probably both looking pretty secure in the five. Instead, now the Titans just, they, they are playing well, but they can't seem to get the wins at the moment, the Titans. And it's, unfortunately, it's, in, you know, it's meaning that they are still sort of this dangling bait in front of the entire rest of the competition who's like lining up to try and uh, steal that final spot. The wild cards with this win pretty much are now home and hosed. They're three games into the, you know, three games clear of six. You'd think with five rounds to go, you're home. Um, and they deserve to be home. And they can now really concentrate on trying to pull off a real upset and actually knock off either the Blue Flames or the Heroes for one of those top three spots, which would be a bit of theft. But uh, you never know. They might be lucky. But, man, the Titans now, the pressure's now on. They can't keep losing like this. Mm. <laughs> and I I know they've had some injury problems. It's not necessarily like I think the Titans deserve to be in fifth at the moment, despite uh, um, what... I would say the probably the power ladder would suggest, but um, but yeah, um, yeah, enough uh, enough bad luck. Let's just let's just uh, deal with this thing, Ben. Yes, 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 yes. All right, commissioner votes. Sorry, I was trying to figure out how, how who I'm going to give two and one to. So I ended up going three to Matt Rao, two to Dunkley, and one to Brayshaw. Oh, nothing for McKay, eh? Nothing for McKay. Yeah, well, Stengel probably would have got. Closer to McKay, to be completely honest. Yeah, and, yeah, it's hard. There's a lot of good performances here, but none like lights out kind of. They're, they're just good. Although Raul's 22 a tag, I I do agree. That's you know, I mean, what seems to have been. I feel like this year that the 
it isn't the same kind of standout tag as that we've had in previous years. Like at least not consistent ones. So mm. um, the way Raul's been playing lately, um, been huge. So yep. Um, all power to him. Yep. All righty. Now the final game in the original league, Mighty Bucks up against the Dingoes. I don't know if you really want to talk about this, Steve, but it was. Um, <laughs> Uh, it was 117.5 to 103.5, so you can't exactly call it a high-scoring game. Um, but the Dingoes got up. Um, so for the Dingoes, Trelaw got 31 at centre. Darcy Moore got 12.5 at key back, but um, Anderson was also the other, probably the big, biggest standout with um, Trelaw getting 19 at midfield. For the Bucks, 19 for Rich at midfield. Um Luke Ryan getting 12 at, at back. <laughs> what the hell happened in this game? I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, this is an awful, awful game. Like, when you think that the Dingoes have got to win here, in the end, reasonably comfortably, despite the fact that they're a good, like, 25 points short of the eighth best scoring team of the week, it yeah. is pretty embarrassing. Um, that's I'm not I'm not horrendously embarrassed because, obviously, with, like, the likes of, you know, Lewis, King, Smith, uh, Taranto, uh, Grundy all out of my lineup. I'm not – I'm feeling like I'm playing – It's not <laughs> you who's the worry. I My, my team's pretty poorly It's hit, the Bucks. But, but the Bucks <laughs> got – man, did they just – everything went wrong with them this week. They lost Darcy Parrish, what essentially was halfway through the round because of the buys. Then, like, Boak was – health and safety protocols. So both losing your center and your rover is just brutal because you really like, because normally your rover is probably your go-to backup center, which I'm sure Boke would have been for the Bucks, but to lose them both. Yep. And not only lose them both, but lose them both essentially in the middle of the round because of the way the buys work meant that he really had, you know, he almost had no choice about who he could play. Um, then to have Butters and Gorn both go down with injuries in the game, it was like brutal, and then and then like even the ones who did play, like Max King and Fritch, like they like the Bucks have been, both Max King and Fritch have been really good lately, you know. And then this week, just you know, they could only manage one each for goals, and uh, How was down, um, like you know, like it, it just was like, and then Ed Langdon, who's been also phenomenal, six kicks, what since yeah. when? Like what the heck? <laughs> like it just just. Unbelievable. Um, so, and the, the dingoes weren't much better. I mean, like Logan McDonald, I mean, I should have known when Buddy was back that it was going to be a disaster and I shouldn't have bothered playing him. Although, to be honest. Did you have any other choice? Did I have any other choice? Not really, no. Um, Shea Bolton at key forward? Yeah. Or does he not mark? Doesn't really mark. So. Okay. But then Lipinski didn't show up. Cornelio is just not tackling anymore. Nick Blake had his worst game for the year. Um, so it was a bit of a train wreck, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. um, definitely, when you've got someone like Nick Dacos on the bench getting a bazillion stats, then it's just embarrassing that I haven't put him in my lineup yet. Um, so don't, don't worry, they'll be fixed this week. But uh, I don't know. The Dingoes somehow have crawled, and and it's just it it makes me kind of a little bit sick in my stomach to say that the Dingoes now have as many wins as the Bucks. Because it's oh. just so wrong. That is so wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it's so wrong. Sorry, I was interrupting you. I was going to say, speaking of so wrong, Commissioner votes. 
Yeah, I know. Well, this is this is this is where it, this is going to really be scraping the bottom right here. I it was rough. It was tough. And to be honest, yeah. Anyway, I gave three to Trelaw, two to Anderson, one to Rich. Yeah, yeah that's that's pretty much all you can do. Like yeah. I mean, Luke, Luke Ryan got eight rebounds. That's not bad, but ultimately, that's going to put you in a very awkward position with your two nineteen. So it's much more diplomatic to just yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's jump across and have a look at how the ladder is faring. Um, Natas are way out on top um, with 12 wins, one loss, and the best back score. Blue Flames are second, nine wins, four losses, and um, back of 47. Heroes are in third with eight and five, 12 backs, so still one of the highest scoring teams. Then the Wildcards are in fourth with eight and five as well, but 277 back. Titans, as you said, mate, they're sort of just holding on to that fifth place. They're six and seven, two ninety six point five back. So obviously, it's the wins that they need more than the the back, because um, the the wins are what going to keep them in the in the top five. Uh, Chargers are sixth on five and eight. Dozers are in seventh, also on five and eight. Then we have the Bucks on four and nine. Scorpions are in ninth on four and nine, and the Dingoes are in tenth on four and nine. So, I mean, we spoke around the, about this before we pressed record, but that Champions League spot yeah, is really up for grabs. That eighth spot is really up for grabs. Definitely. Um, it like anyone like the reality is that if the Bucks keep doing what they're doing, they could still end up missing out on Champions League, which was ridiculous. I still think the Bucks are in a pretty you know, they started off the mid season draft perfectly with wins round ten, round eleven. They've run into the blue flames. There's no no shame losing to the blue flames at the moment in round mm. twelve. But then it's this week everything just fell apart. I, I'm pretty sure they're gonna bounce back and I still think they can be the first team to defy Cameron Baker's law of you know, can can you actually make finals after your two and seven at the midseason? Yes, they can. Well, when you've got yeah. mediocrity around you. But, uh, but yes, given <laughs> so that's the um. But um. But wow, they really. I mean, like they should already be knocking on the door and making the Titans sweat. And somehow, somehow I beat them this week. Which I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Um, yeah. So, um, it's an interesting ladder there. There really is. A, um, especially when you look at the form guide, the Titans are really. Oh, you're up there, mate. You're you're sitting yeah. anyway. Two wins on the trot, mate. Two wins Final, on the trot. Final's still possible. I mean, from, a, from even from the the power ladder, of course, the Bucks should be a lot higher than what they are, and the Titans uh, would be scraping that barrel to try and get a hold of the. Um, fifth spot so pressure is really going to be on the titans in the last last few games to to get to the to keep that position they really need that that win to and hope that the charges and the dozers sort of just separate themselves a little bit anyway let's jump across and have a look at the super league all righty actually before we get to that we, there's a ladder that we haven't looked at all year what's the commissioner medal looking like for the original league all right. Is this the new updated with the recent votes just put yep. in? Yep. Yeah, with recent votes. Yep. So um, on top we have Jeremy Cameron with 17 points, polling in seven games. 
Um, Lockie Neal is in second, so two blue flames, um, getting 14 votes with polling in five games. Darcy Parrish, then we have Rory Laird and Sicily. So they're the top, and they're all on 12 points. So um, interesting. It's still very open. It's not as um, yeah, one side as what I thought it would be. It's crazy that like Natas are like 12 and one, and they haven't even got one player in the top 10. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Who is it? Jaden Short is the yeah, short. They got Short Walker, Miller. They got a lot in between ten and twenty, but but to be honest, they're all like so far back. None of them are going to got got any shot of winning from here. So I guess they just split the points. It's like the old Brownlow. What a, what a team! Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's jump across and have a look at round 13 for the original, uh, for, sorry, for the Super League. First one was the Phantoms up against the Brawlers. This was a massive game for the Brawlers. They've obviously been on a little bit of a slide the last few weeks. Um, Bill has officially thrown the towel in. Um, and after this game, he would have. The Phantoms smashed them. 180 for the to the Phantoms, to the Brawlers, 160.5. Um, for the Farmtons, some really big scores here. Obviously, Jaden Short getting 24 in the midfield. Jack Finer getting 24 at Tagger. Then you got Norton getting 31 at, at forward. Um, Bradley Hill getting 19 at midfield. Um, for the Brawlers, um, Caleb Strong getting 25 at Rover was also was a, just obviously worth of note. Um, Ryan Burton getting 20 at Keyback. Jared Witts getting 19.5 at Ruck was outstanding as well. From a commissioner perspective, Dave gave three votes to Jack Finey, two to Aaron Norton, and one to Jaden Short. Yeah, it's hard not to look at this game and just go, what the hell are the Phantoms doing near the bottom of the ladder after a week like this? But yep. uh, uh, And then you just go, and what the hell happened to the Brawlers? This is eight in a row now they've lost. You count that game? Eight in a row. Eight in a row. They were four and one. They're now four and nine. Holy hell. <laughs> so Jeez, yep. they're not gonna beat Marty's record. But that's that's <laughs> that's ridiculous. Eight that's, in a row. They've lost eight in a row now. So um, you know, if um if they needed to um <laughs> if if you're wondering why the uh I wonder why Bill's maybe a little frustrated. That probably is why. And when you run into a Phantoms team that's barely won a game this year and they suddenly put up 180 against you, hey, it's not quite Thylacine's level yet, but, man, you have to start wondering what's going on. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I mean, 160 is not a bad... That's not a bad score. Like, but And the sad thing for the Brawlers is a win this week would have really... They still would have been in the hunt, but I feel like now, um, yeah, it's toast. Um, it's, It's over. Yeah, so that's that's the last nail in the coffin, and oh, wow. uh, I can't even spin it and say, "Well, but now the Phantoms have got it." No, the Phantoms are already dead. Yeah. <laughs> but but Champions League, fascinating now. It is. It is. And we'll touch on that in a second. But yes, but let's these... get through this. Yes, sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Code Hangers versus Warriors was the next game. Code Hangers got up here, 163.5 to the Warriors, 140. Um, for the Code Hangers, obviously, Jesse Hogan did really well, getting 26 at key forward. I bet you're glad you kept a hold of him. Um, Tony, 
McRae getting 37 at centre was also outstanding, but you got Hind at mid in midfield getting 20 as well, and Jack Reedon getting 14 at Tagger. Um, for the major Warriors, um, Lockie Whitfield getting 30 at centre, Clayton Oliver 22 at Rover, um, Bailey Dale getting 13.5 at back was also pretty good as well. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, Dave gave three to McRae, two to Hogan, and one to Bailey Dale. Yeah, this is this is just you know even more criminal that like I don't understand how the Codangers keep winning. I don't I mean sorry, Code. I just don't. I I, I keep saying I, I don't see the Codangers as a finals team, and somehow they keep winning games. I don't yeah. get, um, and uh, but um, what can I say? Uh, the Warriors um, have been hungover most of the year, and that hasn't changed. So. Yep. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe the Warriors are going to make finals, and I am not that surprised the Warriors are just, yep, just, no, it's not happening. <laughs> that's a hell of a hangover, and talk about needing hair of the dog. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> um, cool. All right, next game was the Ashy Convicts up against, oh, sorry, it was the Mighty Adams up against the Thylacines. Thylacines got up here 184.5 to the Mighty Adams 121. Grudge match, obviously, this one, and some big scores here from the Thylacines. They are certainly not extinct, which is what I think we called the last podcast from memory. Um, Todd Marshall, 34. Where did that come from? Peter Wright, where did that come from? 26. Andrew Brayshaw, um, 37 at centre. Patrick Cripps, 25 at Rover. Um, some massive scores there for the thylacines. In terms of the atoms, not much better than the uh, the dingoes. But Noah Anderson getting 19 at midfield, um, Sean Darcy getting 18 at ruck. But atoms are certainly have going back to the drawing board a little bit. Josh Kelly only getting 17 at centre should be a charger by the look of that score. Yep. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, Dave gave three to Andrew Brayshaw, two to Marshall, and one to Cripps. Yeah, the, the, this, well, we obviously didn't do a podcast last week, so we missed the thylacines drought-breaking win over the convicts, which was stunning. And then uh, not to, to back that up with a top score of the week and uh, make it two in a row, especially, well, I mean, it's pretty painful for Tyler, obviously, and the Mighty Adams, who were on a four-match winning streak and looking to really challenge the top three and to suddenly run into Big Brother Again, like if you don't realise, um, the Thalassines have got three wins this year, two of them yeah. against the Adams. Oh, um, really? <laughs> so the only win the Thalassines had had before, the week before this one, was against the Mighty Adams back in round two. So uh, wow, there's only been one, like these two, like the Tyler, Tyler has only ever beaten Zach once, and that was late last year, and it was pretty damn close, I think. So, yeah, if we, we talk about the Convicts and Nexus, but... Um, yeah, it's pretty similar between the Adams and the Thylacines in terms of the bunny. But, uh, man, when, the, when when I see the Thylacines have a week like this, I'm like, yeah, they, I mean, they are, I mean, they were one and they were one and ten. And I'm just like, yeah, they're not a one and ten team. This is not a one and ten team. It's mm. they're not that bad. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. They, I guess they've, uh, as I was suggesting with some of those previous uh, previous ones up there, they're still very much in the hunt now for some Champions League action, which looked like it was dead and buried when they were 1-10, but um, no, it's, it's on. Like Donkey Kong, watch out. And the Adams, well, 
thanks to the results that's about to come up, even their awful week this week might be soon um, a distant memory. Maybe they've still got a chance of top three. I don't know. No. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. They've, they've, we'll everyone see. has a bad week every now and then, I guess. That is very true. Uh, the next game was the Ashy Convicts up against Nexus. As you were talking about bunnies here, normally the Convicts are Nexus's bunny. Um, but the Nexus got up in this occasion, 174, but it was a close game, 174 to 172. Uh, Nexus, Tom Hawkins getting 25 at key forward. Lockie Neal getting 37 at centre. Rory Laird, a lazy 30 at Rover. Can't find a commissioner vote, though. Um, <laughs> Luke Ryan getting 22 at key back. Um Amazing scores there, particularly Rory Laird. Um, for the convicts, Harry McKay getting 31. Zach Merritt, 26 at centre, which is a bit down from what you would expect from him. Um, Josh Dunkley getting 22 at Rover. Sicily getting 22 and a half at Rover. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, it was three to Lockie Neal, two to McKay, and one to Hawkins. That is that is so wrong, Dave. I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> Rory Laird on on so many levels should have got the three on that one. There is no question about it. You cannot get thirty handballs and and and, uh, and not only that, but to be the last player of the round and Nexus knowing that they needed twenty nine handballs for the win and somehow to get it. Well, I guess Taylor Walker was still playing at the same time. I guess, but yep. um, damn. Dave, you missed that one, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Nexus got out of jail here. The convicts put up a great score, and Nexus had Rory Laird basically pull a rabbit from where the sun don't shine. That's all I have to say about this result. Um, mm -hmm. And it keeps the convicts vulnerable, which is unfortunate because they really they didn't deserve it. I mean, they don't deserve to be uh, anywhere near the Adams in terms of a conversation of top three at the moment. But unfortunately, this loss means that they still are in that conversation. But yep. hey, the 50 points they put up ahead of the Adams will probably serve them well regardless. Yeah. Yep. Um, final game was the McAvanian Marvels up against the Sons of God. Sons of God got up here, 178, um, to the Marvels, 129. This was a game that the Sons of God really needed to win, um, particularly after the last couple of weeks have sort of had, I mean, they haven't lost a game. Um, they're on a hell of <laughs> where the where the brawlers have lost. It's sort of like that Unbreakable movie, the one of that M Night. I hate M Night as a as a director. I think his movies are shit. But <laughs> I'm not sure if everyone's seen that Unbreakable one, where, where someone is always sick and the other person is always well. Well, the Sons of God haven't lost, whereas the brawlers just keep on losing. Um. I was coming back to some sort of segue there. Um, Sons of God, um, Stengel getting 20 at forward. Sam Walsh, 34 at centre. Um, Doherty, 25 at midfield. Ollie Wines, 22 rover. Matt Rowe, 22 tagger. Um, for the Marvels, um, he had that Matt Flynn-Pruce thing that was happening um, at one point. Matt Flynn obviously didn't play. Um um, so he didn't have a ruck, but Jordan Dawson, 21 at um, at Keyback. George Hewitt, sensational rover, uh, getting uh, 18, um, 32 from Tom Green. Other than that, some some serviceable scores there, but nothing of outstanding. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, 25 for Doherty. Uh, sorry, 25. Three votes for Doherty, uh, two for Sam Walsh, and one to Matt Rowell. 
Yeah, the I mean, the, no ruck, but it wouldn't it wasn't even close. And the Suns have got this no, is no, nine in a row now. It's like they uh, continue to apply the blowtorch, and like you know, they are right there with Nexus. Obviously, if uh, the convicts had somehow managed to get up, then uh, the Sons of God would be out right on top. And I yep. feel like it. There is uh, it's going to be fascinating when you know Sons of God actually run into Nexus at some point here because. Yeah, they uh, they're a steam train at the moment, and the Marvels. This this hurt. I mean, it wasn't unexpected that they went down necessarily to a team that's won you know nine in a row now, but mm-hmm. but the the pressure is on them. They've now really let the coat hangers actually get ahead of them into the top five, which is I mean, hang your head in shame, Marvels, because the fact that the coat hangers are ahead of you is really wrong. So you know, Marvels, pressure's on now. Stop mucking around. Get get ahead of those coat hangers because seriously, if you miss finals because of them, oh, I'll have no words. <laughs> well, interestingly, the Sons of God play Nexus in round eighteen. <laughs> so they could keep both of them could keep going all the way to the end here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Sons of God have a tough one this week, and we'll get to that shortly. But yeah, they play each other in round eighteen, so could be interesting to see who gets that last um, that week off. All right, let's have a look at the ladder. Ladder for the Super League. Nexus are on top with 11 wins, 12 losses. Best back, which is why they're on top. As Steve mentioned, Sons of God are on a bit of a run here. They're sitting in second. They've got 11 wins and two losses as well. 41 back. Then we've got the Ashy Convicts. Nine wins, four losses, 83 back. Mighty Adams, Got a little bit of a buffer there, but you don't want to be letting that buffer slide too much. Mighty Adams are in fourth on seven and six, uh, 209.5 back. Coat Hangers are in fifth, six and six and one, so they've got the one draw. They're 209.5 back. Um, McAvanian Marvels are in sixth spot. They're five wins, seven losses, and also one draw. Then we have the Brawlers, four wins, nine losses. Phantoms, four wins, nine losses. Major Warriors in ninth, four wins, nine losses. And then the Thylacines are in 10th on three wins and 10 losses. So pretty incredible that there's now the, the Thylacines have looked so dead and buried. Suddenly are now only one win off seventh, which mm. unbelievable. But, you know, hey, if, if they can if they can maintain their form in the last couple of weeks, yeah, there'll be every chance to sneak into that top eight and get, uh, get some Champions League action. Um, it's, it is sad for the brawlers, you know, to be two and a half games out now with five rounds to go, despite the fact that, you know, the power ladder, the points four, they all say they should be, well, they've got more points than the mighty Adams who are up in fourth. And so the brawlers really have had some seriously bad luck, but, um, but it does feel like it is a race now between the Adams coat hangers and marbles for those final two spots. Yep. And if the Adams can actually, you know, get back on the uh, get back on the horse this week. They could still potentially pick, push the convicts, but the convicts do seem like they have a mortgage on third, and it's hard to see them getting up, and it's hard to see them going down. <laughs> so they might be just waiting, waiting to see which one of Nexus or Sons of God drops to them, most likely. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be going to be an interesting one. It will be a very interesting one. All right, now let's have a look. Sorry, my daughter is texting me again. Um, in terms of the commission medal, let's have a look at how they're standing. So Sicily is on top with 14 points, polled in six, followed by Lockie Neal, 14, oh, 14 points, exactly. So we've got a tie there. Charlie Kerno is on 13, Cameron on 12, Hawkins on 12. That's the top five. 
so the the two nexus forwards kind of cancelling each other out almost. Mm. Nice. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, what do we have? Oh, we had Champions League, didn't we? Uh, well, we had Champions League uh, two weeks ago, and we had standard standard quarterfinals this past week. Oh, well, I'm glad you're on top of it. I've only got the Champions League open. All right, let's go to Champions League. That's two weeks ago. Man, it's going to be hard to remember where we're I know. I know. <laughs> All right, um, round 12. Sons of God defeated the Macavanian Marvels, and the Coat Hangers lost to Nexus. So how that stands right now, we've got Nexus on top on 12 wins. Negative 5.5 back, so the, it's pretty close there. The Sons of God are on in on, in second on eight points, best back. Coat Hangers are on two points. Marvels are on two points because we had that draw. Oh, can't quite call it right now, but it's looking pretty damn close to being, after being called. Yeah, it is looking pretty close. Those two results, the Suns getting up and Nexus getting up, pretty much means this is over. Um, and Nexus and Suns have got to be in, uh, very, very good. Yeah, for quite a while. So, um, no surprise really there in the way that's panned out. Um, it'll be, I guess, it's, it's still another, uh, still another couple of weeks before we're back to uh, Champions League. Because next week's the uh, AFR Cup semis, and then we'll go back to mm-hmm. semis, and then so be a while. But um, yep, but yeah, that's that's looking like it's the dice cast there. It does. Yeah, it does. All right. And in group two, we had Natas up against the Brawlers. Natas got up there. Then we had the Wildcards up against the Titans, and the Wildcards got up there. So how that ladder is looking, Natas, 12 points ahead. Uh, 12 points ahead. 12 points, and their back is zero. Wildcards are in second with eight points, 75 back. Brawlers, four points, 80 points. Oh, sorry, 80 back. And the Titans, zero points and 71.5 back. So the Brawlers aren't out of it here, but they obviously did win in round 10. So they have not gone X amount of games without a win in the Champions League, but they need to turn some of that some of that form around. There's no way that they're going to get through playing, getting the scores that they're getting now. Yeah, it's interesting that the Tats obviously are undefeated and they look like they're home and host. The, the funny thing is the Titans are actually the second highest scoring team in this group, even though they haven't got a win yet, which is mm. a bit unfortunate for them. So, yeah, but it does mean even the Titans, even with their, like, no wins yet, if they could somehow, like, if they could beat the Brawlers in whatever it is, three weeks' time, and then, uh, you know, you know, things you know, things just could still go their way. The Titans aren't quite dead, but, man, the Wildcards are obviously in the uh, box seat, and you'd think the Brawlers should come down to the Wildcards, Brawlers, uh, game in round 17 to see who really will get through. Um, yeah, the Titans will be hoping they can get over a few of their current injuries and get back to full strength and hopefully make a make a late run for it. But um, yep. yeah, it's going to be tough from there. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, because we, what we're really looking for is an all Cameron Baker, Ben McAllister semifinal situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the world needs that. Because <laughs> that would be, yeah. You know, we're all, we're all about seeing people play with themselves, aren't we? All right, on to the Standard Cup. 
Um, is the quarterfinals, of course, round 13, it was the stander, as you mentioned, Steve. We had the Dingoes up against the Adams, the Adams one there, and then we had the Blue Flames up against the Convicts. Very close game. One point in that one. So it is in the semifinals or the semifinals. I've been watching a fair bit of the golf lately. It was the Mighty Adams versus the Blue Flames. Yeah, that will be interesting. Blue Flames obviously a very good team, and the Adams on their day are very good. And if they obviously were pretty crap this week, but luckily for them, they were playing the even more crap Dingoes, so they got away with that. But Blue Flames massive win over the Convicts, and that certainly was the match for the quarterfinals. And you'd think now, Blue Flames not only favourite to probably beat the Adams, but probably favourite now. And it's not that surprising; they really probably should have. They were in the group of death in Phase One of Champions League, and they won on who missed out. So. Not that surprising that they're now probably going to romp their way through the stander. Yep. Uh, next game is the Heroes up against the Farmtoms. The Farmtoms won that. And then we had the Bucks up against the Thylacines, and the Thylacines got that. Going by the scores, the Farmtoms versus the Thylacines of round 13, that's going to be a belter of a game. Yeah, this was a shock, isn't it? Like, the, <laughs> everyone probably would have thought, Heroes, Bucks, oh, this will be awesome in that semifinal. Boom. <laughs> both yeah. got completely toasted by the thylacines and the phantoms wow so that's well one of those two teams the phantoms and the thylacines are going to be playing off in a final that's kind of nuts mm. um, obviously the uh everybody's hoping that the adams play the thylacines in the standard cup final though because that would be amazing <laughs> <laughs> the brothers um probably although the reality is they're probably both going to go in as underdogs in the semi so it's probably not going to quite happen but man that would be uh geez i don't know what i don't know how they'd handle playing each other for a trophy that would be uh oh. good <laughs> blood on the dance floor <laughs> that's what it would be like all righty um as you mentioned afr cup we have yeah, coming up, yeah, semi-finals this week. Um, we have the first game is the Nexus versus Farmtoms. Do you see the Farmtoms causing an upset here? No. No. Oh, man, the Farmtoms are good with their cups, aren't they? Damn. They are. <laughs> Both semis of the standard, semis of the AFR. Man, I, it's weird that the Farmtoms would have beaten Nexus this week, though. Yes. They would have. So yes, they would have completely wiped them off. And obviously, if if uh, who's this? Norton and Lynch. Man, if they both happen to click in the same week, watch out. But um, no, you'd pick Nexus for sure. Yep. Uh, and of course, the other semi-final was the Blue Flames up against the Major Warriors. Blue Flames should do this one fairly comfortably, shouldn't they? You'd think so. Which is weird. We, so we could theoretically we could have the same Standard Cup and AFR Cup finals. Blue Flames yep. and Farmtoms are both still alive in both comps. Oh, interesting, eh? Yeah. Hmm. Cup specialist. Um, sorry, Julia has just sent me another Snapchat. <laughs> I've, I've not been on Snapchat until the last week, and while Jules has been away. Um, but now I'm on Snapchat. Anyway, sorry, I'll um, I'll put that away. All right, yes. Um, so, yeah, certainly Cup Specialists. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Major Warriors aren't going to even flinch against the Blue Flames, though, unfortunately. <laughs> All righty, let's jump across, mate, and have a look at what's going to happen this week. Now, of course, we're only a day out, so the the, um, 
the scores have been, oh, sorry, the, the round has been enabled. So we're going to see the scores there based on last week's um, scores, of course. Uh, last week's team, sorry, unless someone's submitted some changes. And it looks like some changes have come through um, tonight. So let's start with the original league. Um, we've got the Mighty Bucks up against the Chargers. Going by this, the Char the Bucks will win. The Bucks have submitted their team. Um, I haven't submitted my team yet, but you'd anticipate the Bucks to win. Surely they bounce back. They're not going to score that type of score again, are they? Well, I don't know. They've named Parrish, and the word on the street is he's not going to play. So I hope for their sake they work that out reasonably quickly so he can adjust accordingly. But um, I particularly think he'd probably want to play Boke at centre, not yep. somebody else. Um, I think he's going to have a hard time there, so that's I think that's going to definitely hurt his uh, score. You'd think, I don't know, it's all going to depend on Max King and Bailey Fritch. Both don't have great matchups in the sense that, you know, King's up against Sydney. I mean, King can play. King's good enough that he can kick goals against anybody, but it's always nice if he's got a really peachy matchup. But I don't know if Sydney quite fits the bill there. And, and Fritch, again, similar. Like, it's, they're good enough to do it against anybody, but, you know, tough, tough matchup against the Lions. So I don't. I wouldn't write the charges off, and especially the way the Bucks go lately. Um, this this is a huge opportunity for the Chargers. If they're going to make finals, the Chargers they need to probably win a game like this, knock off one of their key, or probably the key opponent they have apart from the Titans. Um, so you know, I guess the the big question for the Chargers is, do they really have a ruck? Because if you don't have a ruck, mate, it's probably going to be pretty tough. Yeah, and at this stage, I don't have a ruck. So, okay. Yeah, mighty bucks for me. And their average of 156 looks like they're going to get dead smack on their average. All right, next game is Natas up against the Dozers. Natas is going to be too strong with this one. Yeah, Dozers got no chance. No. Yeah. Uh, Heroes versus Titans. This will be an interesting game. It's brutal for the Titans. Like, they'll be they'll be desperate for a win. Are they going to run smack into the heroes um, on the rebound? Like man, the heroes uh, they they don't haven't been able to take a trick against the top teams this year so far. They seem to always lose to the Flames and the Tass. But man, they beat everybody else. So uh, I I don't think the Titans are going to have much of a shot here, and the heroes will get the job done here, and and everybody will have one more week of looking at the Titans' juicy final spot and wondering if they can take it. Hmm. <laughs> Scorpions versus Blue Flames Close game in the next one Blue Flames for me Yeah, Blue Flames have been in pretty good form And I think the Scorpions had a very good week last week But I'm not sure they can back that up No um, And then we have the Wildcards Up against the Dingoes Yeah, the Dingoes have no right To be anywhere near the Wildcards In this game Um uh, they should be the, you know, reliable, <laughs> reliable workers. Although the Wild does have lost Zach Bailey for the week. So um, I know he's currently in the lineup. I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, um, I'm sure the Wildcards know all about that and they'll adjust accordingly. But uh, yeah, the Wild, like, well, especially the way the Wildcards have played this year, they've been so solid. They're, they're not uh, flaky at all. They may not be flashy, but they get the job done and they'll, they, sh they should make sure work of the Dingoes and their, Shorthanded squad, you know, minus Smith and well, I keep, I keep every week I name Taranto a tagger, you know, and every week he doesn't get named, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? Hmm. Why isn't he playing? He's not even on the injury list anymore. Come on, 
So, but oh well, I don't, I don't think the Dingoes have much hope here. No, no. <laughs> Although you've changed your, you've submitted your team. I think, yeah, wild cards should be too strong here. I could, uh, I, I still might put Petrarca back into centre for tomorrow night, though. I'm like, uh, I just, uh, anyway, whatever. Cool. All right, Super League. Uh, we have the Marvels up against the Brawlers. <laughs> is, are the Brawlers going for 10 in a row here? Like, this is the... Oh, dear. Marvels have submitted their team. I'm... Th- I reckon the Marvels are going to get up. No, no. You've got to realize, you know, Matt Flynn is named for the Marvels Ruck at the moment. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So, okay. uh... So even his projected score at the moment, which is kind of looking a bit dicey, um, is actually inflated. I would say. I think this is. I think the brawlers finally end the rot and get a win this week. I just think the Mar- the Marvels haven't won in five weeks. You realize that? They have, so one of these teams is going to win for the first time since like like what April? <laughs> so I'm just looking at. So who's who is his rucks? If Flynn doesn't play, so he's got Natanui, Peter Laddams, no, Sam Hayes, no, not getting a game, and yeah, and that's it. And Darcy Ford, maybe Sam Hayes may get recalled, but the reality was they Mm. they dropped him because he just wasn't wasn't up to scratch. So. There's there's a slim chance he might get recalled, but um, but it's, it's not looking good for the Marvels. They're in they're in a bit of a ruck pain, that's for sure. Yep. Uh, next one is the Phantoms up against the Major Warriors. Massive Champions League clash here. Both are four and nine. Um, I'm back in the Phantoms on form to to get the job done here. What? Hang on. Why has he put Dustin Martin in for Tom J Lynch? Is Lynch something wrong with Lynch? I don't know. That oh, to be honest, I was too busy just realizing what the heck's happening with the Mighty Adams team. <laughs> so I'm just on there looking at what's happening with the Mighty Adams team. Um, <laughs> that, well, I don't know. Tom Lynch is out, according to the Phantoms. That's oh, okay. Is he? Is he uh, I didn't know about that because if that's the case, maybe the. Anyway, so that might uh, that might rock my um, you know, convictions about whether the Phantoms are going to win or not. But man, what is with Dustin Martin and key forward position? That's just, I don't I don't get it. I'm just, I don't know. Although the major warriors have got Lockie Whitfield at center. That's interesting. (laughs) Good luck. Good luck with that, Dan. Um, What's your prediction, Cable? Mm. Mm. (laughs) Well, Ginnivan's not playing. (laughs) he's, He's not playing either. Didn't didn't he and um, Quain all get in trouble? Oh, but I don't think he'd been suspended, have they? Oh, didn't he get suspended? That was su- sorry, that was such a piss poor reading from them on there. You could tell they were reading a bloody press thing. Um, <laughs> no Gorn. No, yeah, you're right. Major Wars don't have Gorn either. So, um, yeah, I I'm gonna tip the Phantoms. Yeah, I'm picking the Phantoms. Yeah, I'm going to tip the Phantoms. I don't know why, but I'm I'm tipping the Phantoms. All right, cool. All right. Um, sorry, I've just fixed up the Mighty Adams team. All right, Mighty Adams versus Nexus is the next one. 
So this is, I mean, Nexus obviously, you know, they're probably still wanting revenge for last year's preliminary final. The Adams, I mean, if, if they, the Adams feeling, I, I, know, I talked to Tyler about this tonight and he was like, it, uh, you know, just so we all know, I said, hey, Tyler, you're playing Nexus this week. And he's like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I guess he just likes to test himself against the best or I don't know what, but he, he was excited about playing Nexus. I think he, he likes the challenge. So, or maybe he just likes the idea that, Hey, even if he gets beaten, he doesn't feel that bad about it. But um, uh, the Adams are pretty awful this past week. Uh, they miss Parrish, and uh, and then he's not back. So um, it's yeah, it's an interesting lineup there. They've gone with a bit of a shift. It's really up to Max King and Fritch, though. They're those two matchups, similar with the Bucks. Um, you have to pick Nexus. Yeah. But um, well, the Adams have beaten them before. And uh, it would be a pretty huge win if they could pull it off. But um, so we'll see how they go. I reckon they'll. I reckon the Adams will bounce back because it can't get much worse than what they were last week. But um, uh, probably not quite enough. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Nexus are going to do it. Uh, next one is the coat hangers versus the thylacines. Now this is fascinating to me. Can the thylacines keep the uh, winning streak going? One well, two in Todd a row. Marshall now? get what he got last time. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tip the coat hangers. I think I think the coat hangers are they're going quite well. Oh. And with Jesse Hogan doing quite well, Hines coming back into a bit more um yeah, a bit more form. McCray's obviously out you know, on a blinder. I, I'm gonna and I, I'm gonna tip the the coat hangers with, with this one. No, thylacines, man, thylacines. Peter Wright's gonna kick like ten against uh, West Coast. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Cool. All righty. And the final game is, and this is what I was referring to. This is a this is a belter. This is game of the round. We've got the convicts up against the sons of God. Wow. Um, I, yeah, I I have to pick the sons of God. Um, I know the well, convicts. They're on a roll. Yeah, <laughs> can say that again. I think the convicts are obviously looking good lately. They 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 had those couple of weeks against the mighty Adams that sort of opened the door to them actually not being in the top three where they're getting swept, but. And then obviously they lost to the thylacines, which was even more awful. But um, but we, they showed with their you know almost beating Nexus last week that they're they're back on track. It's tough for them to run to the Sons of God, um, especially if if, the, if somehow the Adams do manage to pull something off. Then, but uh, no, it's far more likely we're going to see. I think the Sons of God get the win here, and the convicts. Yeah, well, I mean, assuming Nexus does the right thing by the convicts and actually beats the Adams, then uh, the convicts have got nothing to worry about. They'll uh, just keep strolling along. But, um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, no, sons of God. Cool. All righty. Um, I think we're done. Yeah, it was pretty epic. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're done. Um, so yeah, obviously, uh, as we mentioned earlier on, this is the we've only got what twenty less than twenty four hours now until the, the trade deadline. So if you are going to do something, um, uh, and you want it to be done before the the finals, obviously negotiations better kick off pretty soon as you're listening to this. Um, but uh, Steve, good to have a chat. We will be back, probably I assume next week. End of the round next week. There's no buys. There's no Monday night games. It's going to be weird. (laughs) All righty. Thanks, everyone.
we'll be back as always. Um, but I um, hope you're having a good week. And thank you, Steve. Sweet. See ya.